Hey there, and welcome to the Oscars Death Race podcast, where we try to watch all the Oscar-nominated movies or die trying. My name's Paulo, and I'm your host. Hope everyone's doing well out there. So far this year, I think I've been tackling the death race in a bit of a come and go basis, right? Um, you know, I, I I had like last week, like last episode, you know, I was like, oh well, the previous, like I was like, I'll, I'll do two weeks worth because I didn't actually catch up. I barely watched anything the week before, and it's kind of the ca- same case here. This week, I only saw one film actually. Um, this episode is already late as it is. I was expecting to get this out before the weekend. Um, so yeah, this film, this episode won't be me updating you guys with my progress because there is rather little. Um, that's it there is some news about new films coming out Um, and I also just realized uh, as I was putting together this episode trying to figure out what I was going to do with this episode if I was going to delay it again and just have next the you know episode for this week as opposed to what should have been last week's episode Uh, anyway confusing stuff aside I only just realized that in past seasons I used to actually do a week by week breakdown of each episode of the Guild Awards that had come out up to that point and for whatever reason I just forgot to do that this year so rather than skip this episode entirely you know we're going to go and do a catch up of all the Guild Awards um, to date and kind of see how that's saved the race uh, so far. Uh, before that, though, let's check in with the Death Race leaderboards. So first off, from OscarsDeathRace.com, managed by Ford versus Parari, uh, from the 29 people we had finished at the end of last episode, we are now up to 39. So congrats to ATX840, Miss Zoe Rose, Chia, Analog Avatar, CK3, Kara816, uh, Elixir13, uh, DT Stags, Red Carpet Rosters, and Ziggory for completing the death race. Um, meanwhile, for me, I'm all the way down at 387 out of 810 with about 48% complete. Um, or if you go by total time, about 65% total time. Uh, Bardo definitely went a long way with that. Um, still quite a way to go, so and uh, I'm hoping to make good progress this week. Uh, uh, I'm going to probably need to average at least a film, if not more, a day uh, to finish on time. Um, according to Slide Astronomer, seat, I am about 47 out of 62 competitors, with 17 there having completed the race. All right, moving on, let's talk about the films that have gotten some release updates. Um, this year's race is actually shaping up to be quite finishable uh, in a strictly legal sense. So, you know, as of last week, Babylon is now available on Paramount+. Plus. Um, in addition, on February 24th, The Whale is now very available on PVOD. Uh, this coming weekend, RRR, which you know is available on Netflix, will be coming back to theaters for its re-re-re-release in about 200 theaters nationwide. So not everywhere, but if you want to do see this in its, in la- its original Telugu language or just want to see it on the big screen, this is your chance. Uh, similarly, Close, the Belgian entry for international film, has only been in theaters to date, but it looks like it will be hosting a screening on the A24 screening room. Um, actually, tonight, the episode, this episode comes out on the 28th, for about $20 at 7 p.m. It will then come to PVOD on March 3rd. Uh, also coming to PVOD on March 3rd, we'll have the elusive film uh, from Britain, Living, uh, which definitely is one of the harder to find films this year. Uh, Woman Talking is also set to come to Prime Video on March 8th. Um, I also believe that that documentary, uh, House Made of Splinters, is also now available on POVOD as of uh, end of last week. Um, now, All the Beauty and Bloodshed, which was previously only available in theaters, is actually going to be available today, February 28th, uh, for purchase online. It will be coming to HBO Max at a later date, though that will be after the Oscar. So if you wanted to see it legally, you will need to pay for it. Um, the date I heard for its HBO Max release would be March 19th. Um, as a result of all these digital releases, the only film I think that will uh, um, not be legally available online uh, uh, as of Oscar night will be The Quiet Girl, which had its New York LA release this past weekend, and we'll be looking to expand to more theaters this coming weekend. So you have a couple of weeks, hopefully it's coming to a theater near you. Of course, if you haven't been able to track down all the Oscar swords, you can also still catch the Oscar swords playing in Art House theaters nationwide, about 300 total. 
So yeah, this death phase is looking completely doable. In fact, it actually helped, you know, it's been, um, you know, I've just kind of honestly been a little lazy about getting out of the house and so on um, and, and going to see movies uh, in theaters. So, you know, these coming to the VOD will definitely help my case. So that's all there is for the movie releases. Now, let's get to what I promised, and we're going to break down all of the winners from the various Guild and Industry Awards over the past couple of, the past month or so since nomination day. First up, February 11th, we had the Makeup Artist and Hairstylist Guild Awards. The Oscar nominees in this category are All Quiet on the Western Front, Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. Uh, for Makeup, uh, in Contemporary, it went to Everything Everywhere, which was not nominated, of course. Period went to Elvis, and in Special Effects, went to The Whale. Uh, for Hair, Contemporary went to Black Panther, and Period went to Elvis. So I think with having two wins here, Elvis is kind of the front runner, unless the prosthetic special effects work of The Whale is able to outdo it in the end. So I think it's between those two for this category. Uh, February 14th, we got the Set, Decora Set Decorator Society of America Awards, the third annual awards. This corresponds to production design. Uh, the Oscar nominees in this category are All Quiet, uh, Avatar, Babylon, Elvis, and The Failments. For contemporary, there was a tie between Tar and Top Gun, neither of which are Oscar contenders. Uh, for period uh, set de decoration, it went to Elvis, beating out Babylon and The Fablemans. Fantasy went to Everything Everywhere, not a nominee, um, and then it, but it, it did beat out Avatar. And then Musical, it was a tie between two non-Oscar contenders, Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical, and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. So in this case specifically, Elvis takes a little bit of a lead on Babylon, though I think many would still say Babylon is the favorite to win. Uh, February 15th had a couple of awards uh, from the Society of Composers and Lyricists, first for score, uh, with Oscar contenders all quite on the, uh, on the Western Front, Babylon, Banshees of Inniseren, Everything Everywhere, and The Fablements. They gave the Studio Film Award to Nope, uh, beating out Banshees. Um, meanwhile, Everything Everywhere took the Independent Film Award, though there were, were no Oscar contenders. So, not really indicating too much about who might win here, um, just because, you know, uh, Babylon was not in contention here, it looks like. Uh, for song, musical comedy had no Oscar contenders going to Xiao Papa from Pinocchio. For drama documentary, it funnily enough went to Diane Warren for her song Applause for Tell It Like a Woman, and this did beat out kind of the two heavy two of two of the heavyweights, Top Gun Maverick and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, and also Everything Everywhere and notably Natu Natu from uh, RRR were not nominated in this category. So it Diane Warren winning here without Natu Natu is kind of a hollow victory since that's still the presumed favorite. Um, also on the 15th Ward of Visual Effects Society Awards, where, predictably enough, Avatar kind of swept, taking nine wins home that night. None of the other nominees in this category got anything, though Pinocchio did get three noms, all for feature uh, animated feature film. Uh, moving to February 18th, we had the Art Director Guild Awards. Again, this is analogous to uh, production design. Here, Babylon this time took the win over Elvis and the Fablemans and All Quiet. Um, in period, while Everything Everywhere beat out Avatar and Fantasy, um, and then Glass Onion won for Contemporary and Pinocchio won for Animated Feature. So again, I think this is a case that's so that Babylon kind of has the lead over uh, its contemporaries. Um, meanwhile, also on the 16th, was one of the major awards of the, of the year, um, the Director Guild's Awards. And this one was a big surprise, actually. The Daniels ended up taking the win over their fellow Oscar nominees, uh, Spielberg, McDonough, and Field, as well as uh, Jonathan Kaczynski. This is a huge deal, since it kind of pushes everything everywhere into being the favorite for director at the Oscars, as you know Spielberg was the presumed winner for director otherwise. Um, as a result of them getting into probably being the winner for director at this point, you know, even if they don't win screenplay and it goes to Banshees, right? And even if Miss somehow doesn't win, um, you know, original uh, lead 
lead actress. I think with you know having the director plus at least uh, Kei Hui Kwan for supporting actor, um, this probably puts them in a very prime spot to come to come away and take uh, best picture at the end of the night. Um, also at DGA, uh, Charlotte Wells won Best Achievement for First Time Director for After Sun, and Fire of Love won Documentary Direction over fellow Oscar nominees All the Beauty and Bloodshed, Navalny, and All That Breeds. Uh, the following night, on the 19th, we had the BAFTA Awards. Now, the BAFTA has a lot of categories, so we're going to go through uh, all of them pretty quickly, mostly just noting which ones are relevant Oscar-wise. Um, best Film went to All Quiet on the Western Front over Bansus of Inneseren, Elvis, e Everything Everywhere, and Tar. Respetus Film went, went to Bansus of Inneseren, no Oscar contenders here. Best Non-English Film went to All Quiet, the only Oscar contender here was Argentina in 1985 and The Quiet Girl. Um, documentary went to Navalny, which was a big win for it, uh, over All That Breeds, All the Beauty and Bloodshed, and Fire of Love. Um, animated went to Pinocchio over all of the other anim animated nominees, minus The Sea Beast. A director went to All Quiet over McDonough, The Daniels, and Todd Field. Um, uh, of course, he, he's, not, he's not relevant for the Oscar race. Um, original screenplay went to Bansus of Inneseren over all of their fellow Oscar nominees. Um, adapted screenplay did go to All Quiet over Living, though notably Woman Talking was not nominated for the BAFTAs in this category and is still the presumed frontrunner. Um, actress went to Kate Blanchett over Misselio and Anna de Armas, which is not really that big of a surprise. Um, what was a surprise was that Austin Butler actually uh, took the win over all of his fellow nominees here. Um, in particular, this was kind of devastating to Colin Farrell's chances as he was expected to sweep here and if he can't win the British audience, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it looks much more grim for him to actually be able to take the win away, despite being the early favorite for this category. A supporting actress went to Carrie Condon over all her fellow nominees, minus Stephanie Sue, who was not nominated. Not surprising. Um, supporting actors was also a surprise. Went to Barry Keegan over uh, over both Daniel Kwan and Brendan Gleeson. Though I think the love here was very strong for Banshees of Inisherin being you know closer to Britain uh, than say other films. Uh, cinematography went to, went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Costume went to Elvis. Editing went to Everything Everywhere, notably over Top Gun. Um, makeup and hair went to Elvis. Score went to All Quiet on the Western Front over all of its fellow Oscar nominees, minus the Fablements. Um, production design went to Babylon. Visual effects went to Avatar. Um, sound went to All Quiet and the Western Front. And then The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, and The Iris Goodbye both won awards for British Sword Film and British Sword Animated Film. Uh, so with the Babylon, after, you know, there was definitely a strong overperformance for All Quiet, though it also did overperform in nominations. But given that that film is about a film that was much more impactful for Britain directly than, say, it was in the U.S., not entirely surprising. Banshees also did pretty well as uh, as well. You know, particularly with the supporting with the support with the supporting actor and actress noms. Though you know, Austin Butler beating out uh, Colin Farrell was devastating for him. Uh, the most impactful race is again that actor race. Uh, Blanchett building her case against Yo and actress, and Condon holding her own against. Bassett and Curtis. Um, I wouldn't read too much into uh, All Quiet, though of course it will always be a threat for whatever categories it's nominated in. Now on the 25th, the Annie Awards awarded Pinocchio with the top prize, overturning Red, Puss in Boots, and the Sea Beast, while Marcel de Selwood sues on Juan Best Indie Feature, um, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, and Ice Merchant also got both got recognition as, as sword films, and Avatar got feature effects. I won't go into all the specific subcategories since, um, you know, those are, I don't think, as indicative. Mostly it's just a top film that, are, that is relevant for the Annie Awards.
Uh, also on the 25th was the Producer Guilds Awards, which is another real test for the nominees. This one is done via preferential ballots, similar to the Oscars, as opposed to a simple majority vote uh, or a simple plurality vote. So this one would be a big indicator of which would be the leading film for Best Picture. And lo and behold, Everything Everywhere came out on top, which I think silenced naysayers that thought, you know, it's a little too weird for some members of the Academy on a preferential ballot. So, you know, if it can't win, if, if, it, it, wouldn't, if it didn't win here, you know, its chances will be a lot lower. But the fact that it can be as weird as it is and still win on a preferential ballot means there probably aren't as many people who dislike it as we thought, or if they did, they probably have it higher than we thought they did, which means puts it in a good place to win Best Picture. Um, it won over fellow Best Picture nominees Avatar, Banshees of Inisarian, Fableman's, Tar, and Top Gun. Uh, Pinocchio also won Animated Feature over its fellow nominees minus The Sea Beast, which is you know not surprising, and then Navalny won over its respected fellow nominees uh, again minus House of Splinters. So you know, given uh, given that, um, I think and and the, and the BAFTA win, I think that Navalny is a really good spot uh, for documentary and of course everything everywhere getting producers guild is of course um, a huge win for them Moving on to the 26th uh, this past Saturday, the Motion Picture Sound Editors Guild Awards, the Golden Reels, uh, were, ho were hosted. Um, Banshees took home feature dialogue and ADR over Batman, while Top Gun took home effects and foley over Avatar and Batman and Elvis. Um, Elvis got music editing and... Uh, uh, and, and, and Pinocchio got to home animated. Um, Good Night Opie did win for documentary, though there were no Oscar nominees in this category, and All Quiet won for a foreign language category. So I think between All Quiet, Elvis, and Top Gun are the main contenders for sound when by extension editing. Um, I think because of that, um, you know, I think Top Gun probably takes it here since I suspect that, uh, you know, a vis a sound effect in Foley over um, music editing is probably more impactful. Uh, also on the 26th was the Screen Actors Guild Awards, and again, if it wasn't Everything Everywhere's Race to Lose for Best Picture at this point, it now is. Uh, while Stunt Ensemble went to Top Gun Maverick, four of the other five major awards went to Everything Everywhere. Jamie Lee Curtis beat out all of her fellow Oscar nominees for Supporting Actress. Uh, uh, Kei-Hui Kwan cleaned up for Supporting Actor and was the first male, male act, uh, Asian actor to win in any male, ca male category. Michelle Yeoh beat out Anna de Armas and Kate Blanchett for Lead Actress being the first East Asian woman to win in the category. And then the entire cast took home the Ensemble Award over Babylon, Banshees, Fablemans, and Women Talking, making it the clear frontrunner at this point, having taken Director, SAG, and PGA. Um, the only other film uh, to win an award that night was, uh, to make things interesting, uh, Brendan Fraser getting one of his first major wins of the awards season over both Colin Farrell and Butler, as well as Bill Nighy and Adam Sandler. So now the race really is on between Fraser and Butler for actor, I think at this point, you know, splitting, um, you know, splitting the uh, the the BAFTA and and the SAG award, um, and also similarly for uh, Michelle Yeoh and Blanchett for actress. Well, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is keeping Carrie Condon and uh, Angela Bassett on the, on their toes, um, since of course the the Screen Actors Guild is the biggest branch of the Academy. Um, also worth noting, this is the first time a film has taken home four awards for the SAG awards, um, and also the first time a single studio has taken home all five major awards for A twenty four. Uh, on the flip side, Banshees was the is the first film to have had five nominations and go home completely empty-handed. So um, sad, sad story for the uh, for the Banshees. Though also interestingly, um, they split. Um, you know, there are no overlaps between the SAG and BAFTA at this point. So this is a really interesting race shaping up there. 
Um, anyway, that's where we are at time of recording. I believe as I'm recording right now, the Costume Directors Designers Guild Awards are going on. I'm not going to wait up for that. Um, the rest of the awards this season are on the 4th, the Cinema Audio Society Awards and the Independent Spirit Awards, as well as the USC Scripter Awards. On the 5th, we have the Eddie Awards for Editing and the American Society of Cinematographers Awards, as well as the Writing Guild Awards. Um, and then the big day is, of course, the 12th for the 95th Academy Awards, though, of course, you better be tuning in on the 11th for the Deathies Awards. So um, make sure you tune in that. I definitely have some skits prepared for that. Anyway, that's almost everything for this episode. Um, but, but of course, there is one more order of business to take care of. I'm bringing back my prediction contest, this time for the actual Oscar winners as opposed to the nominees like I did earlier this season. Same rules as the nomination contest, one point per category um, that you correctly predict, plus a bonus question on how many awards the film with the most awards get for around 25 points. Um, ties will be broken first by those limited to those who only do predict best picture, and then by timestamp, first person submitting uh, getting the win. Like the nomination prediction contest, I'm offering a $25 gift card to the movie theater chain of your choice. Um, one entry per person and all that rules will be in the link in the show notes. Best of luck to everyone. Last year, the winner, Kathy, who also happened to win the nomination contest this year, got 23 out of 24 possible points uh, from, uh, for, for, the, for the race. So it'll take some really good predictions to tie or even beat that year. We'll see if anyone can go a full 25 of 25. Um, also, I, worth noting, in this survey, I'm also including questions for who who you would want to win versus who you think will win, just to see you know how people uh, how they think the prediction uh, varies from who they want to win. Uh, anyway, I'm hopefully going to be back later this week with some updates on my progress. Uh, with Living in Close coming to VOD this Friday, I think my plan is I'm going to try to finish the technical nominations um, this week. Uh, I'm going to go to the IFC Center, watch the live action source, and then watch the other source at home. Um, and I'm going to try to watch The Whale and Living, um, you know, Living when it comes out on Friday, and then record that afternoon and have an episode for you before the weekend. And then next week, my winner prediction episode will also include uh, information, you know, my my update on watching the international films as well as the animated feature films. Um, you know, I think at this point, you know, it's, it's pretty pretty safe to say that uh, Pinocchio is probably going to win at this point, um, as well as All Quiet. Um, meaning that after next week's uh, episode, I'm going to only have the three films of Blonde, Two Leslie, and Tell It Like a Woman to finish the race. So hopefully, I can buckle down and just take my mind to it and watch them all in time. Um, though knowing me, I'm probably going to end up watching uh, Tell It Like a Woman with about uh, five minutes to spare before the actual Oscar contest begins, uh, or uh, award show begins. And with that, that wraps up this episode of the Oscars Death Race podcast. You can let me know how your death race is going over on Twitter at OscarsDRacecast or via email at OscarsDeathRacePodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast service of choice, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. You can leave a review there or even to share with a friend who loves movies. Any of that is super helpful. Those will be linked in the show notes along with my Letterboxd account. Username and Ninja Boy, Boris and I. Also, be sure to check out the Oscar Race, Oscars Death Race subreddits, and the Academy of Death Race Discord, as well as OscarsDeathRace.com and Death Race Tracking. Dot com. Uh, editing music in the show comes from Kevin MacLeod and competent.fumiso.io. Editing production by Ninsborn Media. That's it for this ep- week. This has been Paulo of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Until next time, I'll be here trying to watch all the Oscar nominees or die trying.